On a beautiful day. All right. Here we go. Mm. Soft and somber. <laughs> oh. <laughs> All right. Welcome back. Boys. Welcome back Welcome to the back. Best Boys Podcast. An ASMR journey. I am your host, Slob Thomas, a.k.a. JP. I'm here with my my brother. Corey with the story. He's... Hello. <laughs> Welcome back to the Thunderdome, bitches. Wow, I ripped their ears. <laughs> you can't get quiet and then scream. <laughs> Because like you know, like it's like it get it lulls them in. Like oh, I'm gonna turn it up. It's gonna be a quiet, chill thing. And then like you, you, they turn up their volume, and then you just scream. That's how you get them. I go full. Ah ah ah. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna be doing a lot of that today. Ah 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 ah. <laughs> because we got we got. We're committed. Jared Leto, he's back. Part he's, two. Part two. He's resurrected. They he put him died. back together. Mecha Joker is here. <laughs> oh, man. Welcome back yeah. to the Best Boys Film Podcast. I don't think I said that. And we are a couple of brothers reviewing and talking about and learning about movies. New and old. Good. Mostly good, hopefully. But some bad. And today, we got a couple of them. We got a couple of them. And uh, I, <laughs> if you wanted to tell me what I thought about this movie, it's, it's a lot of a lot of laughs. <laughs> For some reason, it cut out when you did that last one. It's oh. A lot of laughs. A lot of laughs. Um. Yeah, baby. Yeah, baby. So, James so Gunn. Oh, well, before we get right into the yeah, movie, we gotta do yeah, we gotta we gotta we do got some housekeeping. We got some housekeeping here. We're teasing. We're te- yeah. We're just giving you a little little tease if you if you if you know the lore. Just a little tease. City is just subscribed. Thank you with the tier one. Hey there. Hi. Thanks. I'll take that. I'll take that. I'll take it. Good. And uh, so I, I'm so I imagine we're finally doing a movie this week that I feel like we caught at the right time of its relevance. It's people are caring about it. So I want to get to it. I want to get to it. Lock them in, you know. But before first, what's going on in, in uh, your neck of the woods? As Al Roker uh, would say. The as a what? As Al Roker would say. Uh. Thanks, Al. I'm uh, I'm doing all right. You know, it's it's a nice, it's surprisingly cool out today. It's not a million degrees as it was the past couple of days, but uh, no, nah, I uh, worked on um, a cooking pilot, uh, like a cooking contest pilot yesterday uh, as a cam op, and it was just, it was a lot of fun. But the, when you got to the actual like filming of the of the cooking people, it's like 45 minutes straight with a 35 pound camera on your shoulder and i just i was not ready for it and by the end of the day my whole body was just it was like right side of my body was just locked in cramps and pain it was, it was the worst it was one of the worst feelings i've had in, in decades wow you need to hit the gym boy 
I know I've been running, but I haven't been lifting. You need to hit the gym, boy. That's uh, that's that's good though. That's good. You get work. It's not like you've been working a lot. Every time you say you're about to have a little lull, you, you end up getting more. So uh, yeah, surprisingly, business is busy. business has not been deterred yet. Though the the uh, the Delta COVID is coming. Yeah, the Delta Force and the the Tri Lambs are uh, the Tri Lambda Lambda Lambdas are on their on their return. Um, Friendin in the chat. Says uh, he works in TV too, uh, Viz Dev, Small World. Well, nice, nice. And, and welcome to the Subicide Squad. I like that. I wanted to shout that out. That's what we might have to start calling that <laughs> for for our subs, the, the Subicide Squad, and and, oh and, and not to be confused with BDSM. You know. <laughs> What are we, the Subicide Squad? <laughs> the submissive. Some kind of submissive got, squad. <laughs> you got a BDSM fet, fet, fetish squad. Um, all right, cool, cool. Is there any, I feel like I'm sure there's a bunch of movie news, but I wanted to follow oh, up on the, are you on the, uh, or were you not done? Well, uh, no, we you can go first. <laughs> I brought my, my one single. Oh, yeah. Are you? Actually, <laughs> Uh, so this one pertains to the Viacom South Park deal, the 900 million billion, uh, yeah, 900 million dollars, not billion, uh, going to the creators of South Park. But they talked about one of the movies that they're going to make for Paramount Plus, and it's going to be, uh, they said they're they're looking into making a deep fake movie. They have about 12 deep fake animators in the studio already uh, that are going to be making a movie, and I think that's no, coming from the South Park guys. I feel like it's going to be a lot of lawsuits. Over using people's likenesses to make just ridiculous shit. <laughs> it kind of reminds me of like the evolution, the extension of like Kung Pao Enter the Fist. Do you remember? Yeah, that? yeah. Like where they dubbed, that. they dubbed a whole movie and put their own random scenes in. I feel yeah, like, like that's the future. Into the footage. Just yeah, future. that's just deep faking people. Yeah, I don't know how you do that, like getting the rights to their likenesses. Yeah, um, I imagine they'd have to, but I feel like they're just gonna be putting like old people like old actors on young people's bodies doing just ridiculous shit it's gonna be like clearing samples you know and music <laughs> yeah um that's pretty wild that's pretty wild i wanted to just follow up on our scarlett johansson uh disney we've mentioned it in the past few episodes um and uh looks like the disney says they're never working with her again Oh wow! I think she's in the right though. I don't I, think it she's sounds in the like wrong. it. I think it's a bad PR look, but I think maybe they're too big to be fucked with at this point. The the mouse. Yeah, the mouse is the mouse's house. Don't fuck with the mouse's house. The the house of the mouse. The <laughs> um, I yeah I that's so fucked. I think she's. It sounds like she just got like a, an insanely raw deal, and there's even the email. Uh, confirmations of the guys saying like oh yeah we you know if it releases on it uh anything but theatrical we'll let you know we'll renegotiate and then just ghosted like she's she's gonna win and i don't know why they're putting up such a fight or she's gonna it's gonna settle and they're never gonna work together again um but either way she's getting her money yeah get her get that bread you know get that bread uh you gotta you gotta get it um I can't, yeah, I can't blame it, and it makes them look bad. But uh, I understand with the, with the, you know, uncertainty of how you're going to be releasing in the box office and stuff. But you gotta do the do right by 
um, someone who's brought you a lot of um, fans and, and money and, and done a lot of work for you over the years. Just loyalty. Especially when she's going out like she's riding out, you know. Um, yeah. All right. Well, I think I'm ready to, to get right into it. I don't know about you. Yeah, let's do it. All right. So, Suic The Suicide Squad, directed by James Gunn, Jimothy Gunn. And what do what do you got? I've been a big fan of of uh, James Gunn for a really long time. Um, well before he did Guardians of the Galaxy, a bit loves uh, Super and Slither. I have only seen the Guardians of the Galaxy from him. Really? I can't believe you never. Seen, yeah, I feel like thing. they used to play Slither on like TV sometimes. I've, I think sci-fi. I've seen just like. Random clips of it, but I've never Thomas seen, Jane's like, in it, if I recall, or maybe I'm thinking like of something Thomas else. Jane. Yeah, I think uh, it's, in it. it's poop. These like poop aliens, like the like they're worms and they look like poop, and they you get like infected with them and then they come out of your butt and then they kill you. They you know they kill you. Interesting, interesting. I like it's it. very like B movie, B movie inspired. Yeah. Um, and then Super is with Rain Wilson and uh, Elliot Page, and it's like uh it's like more of an indie. It's slower, uh, but it's like black comedy. Um, and it's pretty funny. And I so I was a big fan. And James Gunn also has roots in trauma. You know, uh, Traumaville, like uh, like the talk to- or the Toxic Avenger and those kind of movies. But he mm-hmm. he worked and did some writing. I think it's where he got a start. I think he wrote for Tromeo and Juliet and stuff, uh, and those and worked on those kinds of things. Um, mm. My girlfriend uh, actually was watching um, Gilmore Girls. She binged it over the pandemic, and Sean Gunn is is a main character in Gilmore Girls. Uh, James' brother. Uh, yeah, wild, wild, wild. Um, wow, what a weasel! What a weasel! Yeah, he because he does play weasel. Weasel was my favorite character um it was just a tease i got snow dogged a little with weasel got a little snow, yeah. got snow dogged with my boy weasel but i think it was fine i wasn't mad about it i, I don't think it was a good guy it was so funny i could not stop laughing when fucking immediately belly flops and just drowning and everyone's just like no one checked this is this no one not anybody like fuck Oh my god, was that so funny? Uh, I love that this movie, though, within the first like three minutes, says the name of the movie in the movie, which was inevitable. But that's always oh, that my was big... definitely a wink at the camera. Yeah, and I, there was a couple things that I didn't like originally, and people pointed out might have been intentional winks um, that I'm that I don't know if I I'm willing to forgive or if I think that that actually is clever as fuck. Um, that will will that I'll mention. Um, regarding a particular one of the main characters, um, yeah. but yeah, I love the tone tonally. So James Gunn, I feel like it let, it's just letting him make a suicide or uh, Guardians of the Galaxy uh, rated R. Yeah, um, a lot of swearing and gore, and um, yeah, great cast. I, I, this was a great ride for me. This is I I I was just so sucked in. This is I, we saw this in the theaters. And it was just like it was like the first big action movie seen in the theaters this year, and uh, sucked in entirely. I thought this was just a, a ride uh, of nonstop laughing. Like I, 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 this is just so hilarious. The opening beach it just sets the tone in all the right ways. That opening to like 
the five minute beat scene or ten minute beat scene. It's just hilarious. I was a little disappointed though. Like like at first it was just jaw dropped the entire time all that shit was going down on the beach. And then uh kind of disappointed that like it did it, it, uh, okay, this is isn't the real team that we're watching. It's these other guys. Um but then it like by the midway through the movie, just like it was just so funny and it I don't know. I was in. I loved it all. Uh yeah, the more. the fake the I I looked at the first squad and I was like, wait a minute. Like that, I already had knew that something was up, and they announced a lot of actors for this cast. They're like, mm. "Oh my god, so many people's in it!" I, I can't lie. After we would, for for new viewers, we did, reviewed the Expendables a few weeks ago for Boomfest, and this gave me a little bit of Expendables vibes. I mean, there, I think both films are trying to play off the same tropes, like. Uh, you know, paramilitary organization on uh, in a Latin American, you know, revolutionary you know country that's a dictator, mm-hmm. um, and it's a big giant cast of cool characters. Uh, this is executed way, 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 way better. But the 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 dedicating that first fifteen minutes of the film to the fake, the fake cast. Or like the, yeah, the A squad, uh, Frendon said in the chat. There's the yeah. Ace, the Alpha team, and the Bravo team. And you're like, oh, I was like, I don't like how Michael Rooker is getting old. Like, I don't know how he's gonna yeah. do the action in this whole movie. And that I literally asked that while it was centering around him. And then I'm like, oh, this just uh, answered itself. Um, Mon Gal, and then same with Pete Davidson. I was like, Pete Davidson is gonna be in this whole movie. Um, and I, I started putting it together, and then yeah, once they showed that whole army, I'm like, okay, they're all fucked, or a lot of them yeah. are fucked. <laughs> well, yeah, once Pete Davidson's face just got blown off instantly, fuck, it was, it was done. I'm this sure it was, the... I'm sure it was cathartic for uh, for some people out there. Uh... Yeah, but the uh, I I thought it, I loved this the because um, that's a it's a long technically cold opener. The opening credits don't start until uh you get to um Bloodsport and king shark and them on on the bravo team and then it starts doing the opening credits and everything and i i i just, I just thought it was so it was the perfect length to get you hooked into thinking you're like with this set and everything and it just like rips through the all of the like shit that they explained in the last movie in like 20 seconds and just goes and it's just like, I, all right, it's time. I also, uh, that's why I, I was surprised that Michael J. Courtney was reprising his role of Captain Boomerang with the A squad as well. I was like, they really got to bring him back? Like they really got to bring him back? And then that answer answered immediately. Um, yeah. And he went, his character went out in a blaze of glory. And I honestly, I thought it was such a cool way uh, it made his character from the last movie, who I thought was dumb, um, mm. a lot cooler with the way he went out. <laughs> and just like acting like he's a veteran, him and Harley are the veterans of the squad. Or uh, him and, yeah, yeah, Harley are the veterans of the squad. And, uh, yep, then he's dead. It's a su- It really like hits home. Like, this is the Suicide Squad. People are going to die. Uh, like, you, you don't get attached. Uh, yeah, this is, this is yeah. This is what's that the whole Game of Thrones vibe of just anyone could die at any moment. Um, but the uh, the way that Mongal goes out, it's like why jump on the helicopter if as soon as you grab onto it, you're just immediately terrified and scream. 
staring and regretting everything. Yeah, yeah, just like a mad. <laughs> she's just like some mad, superpowered person that thinks she's. Hey, I'll take it down. She can't even take down a, like pull down a helicopter. So apparently in the comics, she's like super powerful. She's like a god. Like, yeah, she's yeah. supposed to be like Superman level <laughs> power. Or I guess her dad is Superman level power. So it would be all. It would be assumed that she is similar. Yeah. Um, so it didn't. I uh, yeah, I get that. That didn't make uh, people have problems. It was hilarious that. though. It, I, yeah, it was funny. And it's like an alien character who doesn't fully understand what's yeah. going on and thinks and overestimates their abilities. Um, uh, it was really but, funny. Oh, TDK is the best. Oh, uh, TDK. No, we Nathan. got TDK is the the keystone of of the uh, Alpha team. He technically wasn't dead. He uh, he was technically last seen still breathing, um, and there's a lot of speculation on whether he he would get brought back into with a no sequel. arms. Well, I read online yeah. that he that he wanted he can grow back his arms if they are destroyed. Oh wow! wow. Um, That's so because you're right, I just like the, but Nathan Fillion's performance, the way he screamed as he was getting his arms were getting shot, like he's like laying on the ground. <laughs> 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 oh my god it's so great the first 15 love- minutes are so fucking good and like uh when when tdk's arms are, are trying to punch people it like doesn't have the full weight of his body going yeah, into the punch because, yeah yeah like, yeah oh that's really clever loops. really clever yeah because without <laughs> yeah exactly the most of the your power of a punch comes from your body weight um and like yeah the whole motion of it so without the behind it it's just gonna be like hard slaps <laughs> yeah i love that the the arms like move at walking speed too like when you like he's like swaying his body as if he's walking with the arms yeah they just, just float slowly up <laughs> it's like everyone acted no like speed. he was the secret weapon like i think flag yeah. was like tdk go <laughs> go <laughs> the, 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 deploy the detachable kid uh, flag. Speaking of flag, flag is another character from the first movie that I did not care for. I mean, not that there was many characters you could care for from the first movie, but I'm not yeah. a big Joel Kinnaman fan. I never have been, and in his performance, is still it's like a little more McConaughey. I feel like in this one, he's got like yeah, a, he's a lot like looser. Like he's not a looser. Stick yeah, yeah, he's looser. He's got a little more of a southern, a, a tiny bit of southern accent that peeks out every once in a while. Um, so he was more likable. Uh, it was it was good. It was good. I I, I think I need to give him more of a chance. Um, Riss, I think he's good in this. My Sorry, par- my partner Riss, she likes him. Uh, she likes that altered carbon show, and he's in the the first part, half of it. Um, so I think I just need to get over my Joel Kinnaman dislike. I think I just think of the RoboCop remake, and um, he's also a bad guy in uh in house of cards in one of the later seasons as uh yeah that's right well was not a fan um his performance is fine i think he's just a good he was a good villain in that so i i think I'm, this might be starting to turn me around on on jk kinnaman uh <laughs> yeah i i went from this just being like another generic soldier douche to just like oh he's like it, it, way more heart and personality in him and uh just in the way that he interacts with everybody, he's not like pissed or feels like he's has the like is gonna kill anybody on the team or like I try to fight anybody on the team. He's more just like, hey, we're all hanging out. Hey, everybody, how's it going? Long time no see. Um, it was cool. I don't know. I I thought he uh, especially whenever it's like um, 
when they get in the part in the tent with the with the rebel soldiers and they killed all the people okay yeah yeah yeah. rick and they're just like what happened to everybody and that might be one of my favorite parts of the movie oh so good it was so well done but yeah his reaction to it isn't like losing shit or anything bad it's just like listen my team fucked up i'm sorry like he's just still like looking out for him um um before we move fully move on from the beginning part i just kept thinking about like how are they gonna have so many characters in this movie that are just good at using guns in martial yeah. arts as like that savant and they had blackguard and that yeah and they even make and, a joke about it when they do uh blood sport meets uh peacemaker he was like what you, i thought you said everyone has a unique ability He's got the exact same thing as me. Um, and, and he's just, well, yeah, well, I do it better. <laughs> yeah, because uh, my bullets go in, or smaller bullets to go inside of your bullets. And actually, it was the reverse. Because Peacemaker yeah. said his bullets were smaller for some reason. And then yeah. in the end, he had these giant bullets that that uh, Idris Elba's one side. So I'm going to just call out this elephant in the room while we're talking about uh, uh, Idris Elba's uh, character. His character is named... Not Deadshot. It is Bloodsport. Bloodsport, and that's my issue. Is it is a straight up swap for Deadshot. Dead, like I think that they that maybe when this was written that the Deadshot character was still in the movie and they couldn't get Will Smith back or something. And there's all right. Let's just put in another shooty dude with a helmet suit that looks like um, Slade. Well, Slade Wilson. What the fuck's his name? Um. Uh, God. Yeah, you know what I'm talking about, though. I just yeah, keep yeah, thinking yeah. of Teen Deathstroke. Titans. Deathstroke. Deathstroke. Yeah, they're all Deadshot. Deathstroke. Bloodsport. Um. So like they have the, an abundance. Marvel has them too. This isn't a DC knock. They just have abundance of Deadpool looking characters, not acting, but looking characters. Um. Yeah. Say I. I had read. Um. Uh. That originally Idris Silva was gonna replace uh, Deadshot. And then, then the studio chimed in and said, well, "We need, we want to leave it open in case Will Smith wants to come back in the future. So you have to make him someone else." And so the Bloodsport was just the same character, just different name. Friendin mentioned in the chat that they that CBR someone said that they did try to get Will Smith back. Uh, I, I was surprised at which people they they chose to get back. I wanted, I was rooting for Katana to come back because katana the katana line in the first movie is so is like i'm so bad it's good though this is katana she has a sword with the souls that takes the souls of her enemies and then that's it it's like exposition all right that's your backstory guys i mean um, half that movie's uh character backstories happen in a title like text sequence in the beginning and then that's it yeah the the slipknot good with ropes uh, yeah, good, good with exploding heads. A good, good time. Yeah, good time. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, they used this team. The sec. All right, so let's review the the new team. John Cena, sh- show stealing performance. Oh my god, is he so funny? Why has he oh. not been in more big movies? I know he's done movies and he's done comedies and he's done, but like, I think just, he, just gets, he was thrown into bad movies and then so it they wasn't didn't use him off right. Like Rock did. Yeah, it, like, and this it, is. Leave it to James Gunn, who did this with Dave Batista. They he knows how to use wrestlers. Wrestlers know how to act in a more over the top way. Dave Batista, they went the opposite way with more subtle performance. But man, mm. John Cena, hilarious. 
just a gr imposing physique. I I'm just upset that, that that he hasn't been in movies like this earlier because he's not the he ain't a spring chicken no more. You know, yeah, he ain't as old as Rock, but he's he's getting up there. Yeah, they're Man, they're, I, they're making a uh, a show around. Go. Yeah, they're making a show around his his character. Um, so I'm interested yeah, in seeing how that goes. Because I think his yeah, character was in super interesting. Will it work as a lead? That's what I'm curious. About uh, the ensemble, I and mean, like that's yeah. what that's how Drax with Drax in Guardians of the Galaxy is. Like, he works a character like that works best in an a colorful ensemble. Mm -hmm. um, if it was like Peacemaker and King Shark like tag teaming, that's a show I'd watch. Okay, so let's talk about King Shark. I was not a fan of the CG King Shark. Um, oh. I also thought that using Sylvester Stallone as Groot was kind of the exact like the grooting it with Sylvester Stallone, the Vin yeah. Diesel Groot thing. It's not quite he had lines, but it was like, yeah. man, you just you already did this. It feels the same. And there are a lot of moments of this movie that just feels like edgy Guardians of the Galaxy. And I'm for that because I like I love edgy comics from the nineties, the late nineties. Um, I'm, I'm in for that resurgence, but at the same time, it's like, you did this character a little bit. Um, mm. you made it, you put a different skin on it, a different flavor, but it is a kind of a similar character. Still was fine with it. I'm glad Sylvester Stallone has a, has a role is get to put on the credits, like an expendables character. He got his own treat. He got his own treatment. Um, uh, I love, I, I... go ahead. I was gonna say I, uh, I I think I prefer King Shark to Groot though for the sole fact that he can't talk and like the 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 best line that King Shark has in this movie is when he says fuck or it's like uh, they're telling him that his disguise wouldn't work and if uh, and if it did work we, they'd have to kill him because it's a walking shark walking around that but was that the... and then yeah. he just goes fuck! <laughs> and it's the funniest line in the movie yeah that I, I, that was funny that was a funny gag for him but I just feel like his character didn't really have an arc. Um, he just kind of. Oh no, he's just there to eat shit, and, and he's just they, the muscle. And when they even said it, like you're the muscle, but they didn't even use him. He would only like eat one guy at a time, and even at the end, he like wasn't like he he would have Strong moments of doing Taro. shit. But yeah, like I thought they were hyping him up, and I thought he was gonna have this this big ass murder ass moment. Um, yeah, they. I think they gave him his just due by because he's like the he ends up being the empathy vessel for the film. He's the character you like uh, that has like these comedy gags, but you just feel bad for the whole time because he just keeps getting like shit on. And he finally finds friends and those little fishes, and then they just want to eat him. But I, he, but my favorite part is when he gets his moment in the in the storm where he just rips that dude in half, and it's just like I just I, I yelled like in the that. theater. I, so I did like that. Uh, I don't know. I thought his character was a little under, was underdeveloped, and I oh, and I know in a movie like this when you have so many, it's an ensemble that it is hard to. To flesh them out fully, but I was—I don't know—wasn't into that character as much. But it was still cool. It's so ridiculous that they use King Shark, um, and it was a little better than the way that they use Killer Croc in the last. Oh one. my gosh, so much better. So I can't agree to that. Um, yeah, they didn't do the little scuttle run into the sewer. Uh, the last, yeah, yeah. The last two uh, members are Polka Dot Man, who I think is the other, uh, my other favorite of the movie. Yeah, he's uh, actually Peacemaker he might, yeah. and Polka Dot Man are probably my two favorites. I also really like Ratcatcher, and we'll get to her. Um, Polka Dot Man is like a Polka Dot Man is like a golden age villain, uh, and it's the James Gunn is so smart for taking these 
villains and heroes from different, way different eras. I think Peacemaker is also a golden or silver age uh, hero. Um, like that's like an anti-hero or something. He, well, I don't even think it was DC and DC just ended up scooping up the property at some point. Um, I think that's interesting that the, the characters, the characters that James Gunn decided to use and Polkadot Man is you can just, it's like a hodgepodge of eras because Ratcatcher 2 is the more modern um, interpretation of that villain. Uh, the original yeah. Ratcatcher is a Batman villain. Um, and uh, so it's like you got these new, you got a new interpretation of villains. You have a classic, classic uh, villains as well. TDK is another one. And TDK gets a fresh coat of paint with a suit, but TDK is another mm. classic uh TDK's well. original name is just called Arm Fall Off Boy. Yeah, Arm Fall Off Boy, and then it's the detachable kid. Um, that's yeah, great. Uh, so then, then you have the, the, you got to have a more recognizable villain. So they do use the Thinker, who I think is probably the most. Uh, he's not on the team, but he's probably the most recognizable villain. I would feel like out of every other than Harley Quinn uh, in the whole mm -hmm. movie, King Shark and the Thinker are probably on a similar level, maybe. Well, wasn't Starro the first like Justice League villain or something like that? It's it's like the first main like first villain. I've heard of Starro as well. I also was familiar with Starro. Um, Ratcatcher I was familiar with, but I don't think as well as like King Shark or uh, Thinker. I love that they use Peter Capaldi. I'm a big Doctor Who fan. Um, it's gone. It's not as you know. It's not in its prime, but uh, Peter Capaldi's great. So and also Malcolm Tucker. So love that they used him there. Uh, but back to Polka Dot Man, um, the the actor, great performance. I feel like he said he's, he's a character actor. I've seen him in commercials and movies yeah. and over the years. Um, what's his name? Da Darren or Damon Malachian or something? I, was, I wanted to say it was Dimitri for some reason. No, that's not it. But yeah, get, you go ahead and I'll look it up. The um, uh, I I love that they just they they gave him a cool power like when they revamp them for this movie where he just he got this intergalactic virus and the the whole thing of why he does things is just um because he hates his mom yeah yeah but he can't kill someone unless he imagines they're they're his mom he sees everyone as his mom oh my gosh every single scene especially the dance scene in the club when it's just his he's dancing in a room full of his mom and it's just oh my god it's so funny oh yeah david das malchian and I'm sure I'm pronouncing that incorrectly, but uh, that is his name. Um, uh, so funny. And I, lo I love that he's like the, the lethargic, like, I just want to die. I don't want to be here. Everything sucks kind of guy. Um, and then it's just like, it, I, but everything, everything he says is so funny. And then like the whole Milton sequence in the, in the, in the, uh, the tower towards the end. Um, I couldn't stop dying. I was crying in the theater laughing over the whole Milton thing. Um, argument. Oh, the Milton thing was good. The Milton gag was good. There's a lot of good good jokes and gags. Um, for sure. I wanted to, to talk about the scene that you mentioned before with like Idris Elba and John Cena. They're like stalking through this camp and murdering revolutionaries. And then they get... And it's going on. They're trying to one up each other. It's like a pissing contest. And they yeah. get into they get to the end, and they find Rick Flag, and they realize that he was with you know allies, and that they murdered all the allies. <laughs> and 
<laughs> and uh, I, I, I thought that was all hilarious. But the, the, the leader, the Alice Braga's character, the leader, I thought she didn't really react to it. Like these are your friends and compatriots. These are your yeah. comrades that were all murdered. And I'm like, not like you're gonna try to kill these heroes. But she really got over it really quickly. Yeah. Well, if you can help us, that's all that matters. That's pretty yeah. much what it came down to. Um, uh, stuff like it, but then, but uh, it was waved over, and we just moved on, and it's fine. Uh, it's yeah. it's it's fun. Uh, so much fun. This movie is so much fun. Uh, the the other thing I wanted to mention is the javelin, uh, javelin <laughs> character in the for A squad we did not mention, and I he just kind of is this German Olympian. I looked into the character, and ridiculous. And but there's this, this theme that he gives the javelin to Harley Quinn because they flirted for like one second. And yeah. for some reason, she's wielding the javelin for mo- random parts of the movie because she loses it and somehow comes back upon it magically. Yeah. Several, It's like the Green Knight. It just shows up uh, for a couple times uh, and she picks it back up. Um, and uh, so I don't know, like, why? Did this, I guess the javelin is the link between the teams. But it's uh, and it, like it's the it's not a MacGuffin. It's just like this is gonna be important. Yeah. Um, it's weird. It was a weird th- thing, and I knew that you know Chekhov's gun. They were this was gonna come into play. Why would you keep mentioning the javelin and not do anything with it? Um, right. But I, I didn't understand it. I didn't understand the the why they did it that way. I think it was just a a reason to get that spear to get Harley Quinn to to stab some, Starro in the eye with. She could have did it with a knife. She could have did it with a with one of Captain Boomerang's boomerangs. She could have did it with anything. Yeah, I don't know. I, I yeah, I don't know why, but yeah, it it, it was it. <laughs> it happened. It happened. Uh, yeah, maybe it was some special javelin that we don't know about. That's yeah. It's like I thought we were gonna get a little more, but ah, that's fine. It's fine. And then this is a movie that you just that it is one of the it, it is has so much style and it is done so well. Um, and it's got such a great cast and it's so much, it's a fun, and when they say it's a amusement park ride, this is that, but it's also hilarious. It feels like one of those Mm. edgy comics that are kind of, they're not like maybe the critically, the the most, the greatest thing in the world, the most artistic thing in the world, but they are just scratching some kind of itch for fun, for gore, fun, um, and gags and just, you know, goofy over the top shit. Um, and that's what this movie provides. Uh, it's it's so it's so good, so good in that regard. Do um, you? Uh, how did you feel about the, um, about the villain Starro, uh, and the whole ending sequence with that? Were you satisfied with how that all ended, or? Um, um I feel like I'm not quite ready to talk about that yet, but uh, I I love okay. that they used Starro. I don't know if I loved how it the, the final battle went down. Um, I kind of felt like. It kind of felt like Guardians of the Galaxy a little bit. Like they didn't dance fight. It wasn't this anticlimactic dance thing or something. Yeah. But um, I thought there was going to be more of a fight. And it was more just like the Starro just kind of rampaged aimlessly. The, that's, they didn't. They fought some of the zombie stars. This, the stars that came out, there's like little starfish that come out of Starro and like suck people's faces. And I yeah. thought they were going to like, it, it, they for some reason weren't g- gluing on to the heroes' faces. They were like half ass defending themselves from the from the starfish. And, yeah, and they're just did, like, cover your face and it'll just fall off. 
Um, and like Harley Quinn was like not even getting really bothered by them. Um, <laughs> maybe it's her makeup or something. Um, so like, yeah, I, I thought I thought I didn't understand it, and maybe I thought maybe it was budget stuff. Like they didn't want to have this like Zack Snyder huge battle. Yeah, yeah. And like they're these, already at like two hours. These characters That's can't really deal with actually fighting it. Um, other than Polka Dot Man, and then they kill him. Uh, yeah. And uh, oh, I was so mad. I was so mad about that. I, I was so it. ready for Polka Dot Man to be like a, a team member, franchisee. I like. I was like, this. This is great. Like, this is great use of characters. The stakes. This is the Suicide Squad. So even if you guys are gonna, you know, survive, um, it's the some. You know, or even if you're gonna win, a lot of you are gonna yeah. die. And I did like that. Um, Idris Elba, you know, has the same story as Deadshot, so he's a saved <laughs> daughter or something. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Amanda Waller is a bit more evil in this one. Yeah, she's she's a she's a bad person. Viola Davis is just a force on the screen. Every time yeah. I see her, I'm just like, God, she's so good and everything. Um, I loved I, that. Uh, I loved that her team had personality this time around. And I also love that just like the tech that they used got it was severely downgraded from being just a bunch of Samsung tablets to being like flips and switches and like yeah, it made it more like comic booky for sure. Yeah. I think that was a good good touch. Um, I wanted to mention I don't know if you've ever seen the movie Cabot in the Woods, uh, the horror movie. Yeah. So like, do you remember that they there's like um it's a it starts out thinking like it's a horror movie and then you find out that it's all like a simulation. Yeah, yeah. And they're all placing bets. It's like a death pool. Who's going to die first? Yeah, yeah. I was like, they're definitely taking this from Cabin in the Woods. They're just like, it's only a tiny part of the movie rather than... In Cabin in the Woods, it's a major part of the movie. Yeah, um, it's like in the like the, the beginning opening sequence. I think like it's their... a call. Uh, I think it's got to be a call call up back, whatever you want to say to that. Um, I really I like that. I did like that. I, the, I did like the team. I recognized... Um, the main guy I read, I knew know from a lot of shit. He's a character actor and a ton yeah, of I shit. Couldn't, yeah, I couldn't. He's a new girl. He's a new girl. He's the homeless guy that lives yeah, outside. New right. girl, but he's in a lot that's of stuff. Right. He's in a lot of other stuff. Um, and I, I figured that oh, it makes sense why you're using him so much in this movie. And then he's gonna be he's like on TV. He does a lot of TV too. So if he, right. I imagine they seem like they're putting it like the Peacemaker show is gonna have him in it as like yeah. like we're the handlers of Peacemaker. You know, yeah. like it was a wink, wink. We're the show. It's like the makes, kind of yeah, it kind sense. of felt like the Netflix Marvel kind of way that they would introduce like the next way. You know, the next hero's mm-hmm. story. I I I guess we'll say this for the end on just like who, who if we're happy with who survived. I guess I we're getting now, but are no, you, I'm I, not ready yet. I, I feel like we're yeah, we okay. skipped a big part of the middle of this movie, so I want to. Uh, I so the first first 45 minutes this movie is long as fuck um i didn't feel it i think felt sorry the first like 45 ish minutes are like a breeze and you just get there because so much is happening but first you have that first 15 20 minute sequence of the alpha team and then the whole thing it sets up it moves quickly setting up the bravo team too and then they're in the jungle <laughs> arguing with each other. The uh, John Cena and his whitey tighties were hilarious. Oh also, God, so all that stuff in the jungle was really funny. I loved all that. And then yeah. after, it, once it got to the middle of the movie where they changed in their regular clothes and they go to the club, started getting like, that's when I started to feel it. I was like, man, this 
movie has got a lot of time left. Like, we aren't even halfway yet, and it started slowing down. And I know that, and I said this in the Discord because we were talking about it earlier in the week, is it felt like um, like that, that needed to happen. You can't be at this breakneck pace the whole movie. But it didn't, I don't know, it didn't, uh, I started getting bored at that point. And then it started to ramp up again in the in the third act, and I was like, okay, I'm back. I'm back and I'm good and I can watch the rest of this. It just, it, it didn't, I started losing my attention and I stopped caring and I was just waiting for it to go back to the, you know, the, the mission. It was like this lull and things. And they were having fun yeah, they, and they were taking a break. Yeah, it's the, um, cause that's all, it, it's like deviates just to do like the Harley sequence for a bit. And Oh, that's like the other her. thing. That's the other thing. The Harley sequence. The, uh, which How did I you feel about all? Her, I enjoyed her little quick monologue of just like uh, I like after the dude talks about like I'm gonna use my power to kill like kids or whoever. Uh, oh, speaking of kids, and I have to do this while I remember it. I um, I so James Gunn was kicked off Guardians of the Galaxy three for jokes about pedophilia he made on Twitter like over a decade ago, and this entire movie has lines every i swear it's like every half hour 20 minutes there's a line about like oh you can't do that to the kids you got to protect the kids or anything for kids and all that shit and it's just like a big uh hilarious i thought like middle finger to the disney situation um it's like a tongue-in-cheek you're like yeah i gotta protect the kids (laughs) um thing i don't know if you caught that but i thought that was uh, like really funny and clever um, no, I didn't catch that at all. So maybe that gives it a different bit of, a bit of a different context. Because I initially, I, I didn't hate it. I didn't hate it. I'm just like, where is this going? Like, is it, so is this love story going to be a major part of major part of the movie? And it kind of reminded me of the Joker Harley shit from the first Suicide Squad. Like, not in the ridiculous tone, but I mean, it's campy. It's so campy during this part. Yeah, uh, like the love I, I, and the, and Harley. Obviously, Margot Robbie's performance is just that's it is campy and that's okay. That's I don't hate her performance. Um, it's just something. I'm like, where is this going? And this is spending a lot of time. And all of a sudden, just ends. And she and I knew she was gonna break out herself. Like they were they were setting that up. Um, but like, yeah. where where did she go? Um, the uh, I I don't. The I I don't know I just like I thought that it was like like her New York accent kind of bothers me at first for the first like thirty minutes and then after you get not thirty minutes sorry like five minutes and then after you get into it then I just kind of get used to it and then it's just it's just like fun and that's just like part of the character um, and uh, but uh, I th- I don't know I thought like it was cool to give her her own action sequence but I do agree that just kind of like it was. A lot like it set her up to be i thought she was going to be like a position of power or something where like she just marries the guy or whatever but and then just seizes control of the military or some shit and like flips the game yeah yeah i mean it was cool it was i mean i didn't hate it it just with a movie already so long and i know you needed to and harley is you have your this is her storyline it kind of develops her arc in this movie um, that she gets captured, this happens, she escapes, and then she fucks everything up. Um, but I, yeah, it felt weird. It felt weird. I didn't hate it, but it felt it felt uncanny or something to me. 
so between that and then the dance stuff, like the the bus and everyone's talking and just everything slows down. Um, I started to get a little fatigued, uh, and then but then like I said, it ramps back up. Uh, the the things crank up. the The fun continues, and uh, it's it's good. The ending, uh, towards the end, uh, John Cena's character betrays the group. Rick Flag gets woke. I was so heartbroken. Rick Flag gets woke. Tries to he he's trying to expose what they've been doing here, uh, and uh, which is funny because there's been this YouTube series that me and Riss just watched, and it's like Mickey Mouse in Vietnam, and he and Goofy and Mickey Mouse stumble on this information about like America doing horrible things in Vietnam, and Goofy wants to show it to the press, and Mickey. Uh, doesn't he wants to follow his orders and Mickey kills Goofy to protect to do his mission or whatever? And I'm like, this is yeah. the exact same thing, <laughs> exact same thing. I don't think that James, I mean, James Gunn is, I bet you, is well, um, cultured and read and just probably seeks out some wild art on the internet, but I am not gonna assume that he took it from this. This is honestly a class, probably a classic story, noir kind of thing, yeah. um, kind of apocalypse now feeling a little bit. Uh, so I like that. I like that though. I have a note here and it's the only note I took for this movie. Uh, cause I liked it a lot. So I knew I was going to be able to talk about it and remember most of it. Uh, but I have a note here at, at one hour, 26 minutes and 53 seconds. Rick flag opens a panel on a, on, on a set of computers and a hard drive is just laying inside. Yeah. I thought the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> just, oh, oh, here it is. It's not connected. It was just yeah, laying just in there. Just pulled it out. It was just laying I, in there. I honestly just took that as just like a fucking <laughs> uh, goof at like all those movies that you're like, oh, I gotta download the information and get it or whatever. And it's just like, all right, it's right here. Fucking let's just it go. It's like, not even know. like on a, on a floppy disk or or on a yeah, disk because you usually do that. A, a, a two and a half inch hard drive. Yeah, uh, old yeah hard drive, HD drive. <laughs> And on a two and a half inch, the capacity is not even going to be big. So it's like, what all could be on there? That, but I think that's part of it. I like, I, I took it as just being like, uh, just like tongue in cheek humor over like what it's parodying. I'm always um, a fan of like the ridiculous disc that you know, one ever sees like a Mo disc or like a mini disc yeah. or some disc that isn't in popular use that just looks like, Oh, this must be some high tech shit or this yeah. must be some wild technology. I, yeah. If I, if we, I ever make a movie, I want to use Mo discs like resident <laughs> evil. Ah, oh, man, that was so funny, but I was so heartbroken though. When they killed off flag, I was like, you know what? I'm down with this, but I guess you can't have two, two leading men on the team. I think you, uh, and it's a good send off for his character. Uh, yeah, definitely he doesn't have to come back he's not have to come back uh it like was redemption i think that that's what this i bet you joel kinnaman probably set out with this movie he's like you're gonna kill me i want you know redeem my character my performance from this first movie you know well it's like uh it reminds me of a fighter who's lost and they're gonna and they do the rematch and they're just like, I'm, I'm trying. To, if even if I don't win, I need to prove that I'm meant to be here. You know, like I'm meant to do this thing. Yeah. <laughs> and it kind of like washes the loss off the record a little if you win. So uh, yeah, good, good for, good for Joel Kinnaman. Yeah, he's he's, he's a, a good. He's oh, good. he's a he's a funny. Um, no Ratcatcher. Oh yeah, we've not we've not talked enough about Ratcatcher. 
Well, Ratcatcher, I I liked a lot. She sleep. She's very sleepy. Um, Taika Waititi is her dad. Apparently, is Ratcatcher one? Yeah, I thought is Ratcatcher not based out of Gotham? Because I think I just assumed because Ratcatcher is a Batman villain. I had read that Ratcatcher is mostly regulated to just whenever there's just like random villains in the, in, a, in the Batman universe. It's not like a like a main guy. There's multiple rat catchers. And it looks like Otis Finnegan, isn't that is that the name of the one she said or no? What would they say her name was? Uh her name is oh, Cleo Cazzo. Yes. The original it says is Otis. So like, there's just multiple rat catchers. All right. Uh, well, we, yeah, I'll look at this later. Um, yeah, love her. She was really good. I thought she had a lot of charisma. Um, she was kind of like the the uh, empathetic. She had more, the most empathy out of everyone in the group. She's the late, probably the least psychotic. I think she's described as a hobbyist. Uh, her and Polka Dot Man were described as hobbyists. Like they're not, you know, about this life 24-7, yeah, you yeah. know? Um uh, yeah, I liked her character a lot. There was, you know, it was an arc. She did. She definitely had a good arc. Um, the the flashbacks about it with her dad. I was, it was cool that it was Taika Waititi, but I was, and I and I was glad that they did this rather than like expo expo you know exposit on it. You know, mm-hmm. do a big fucking exposition dump. But yeah. uh, I don't know. I I don't know how I felt about the the flashbacks. Other than I was excited it was Taika Waititi. I they kept coming back to him. I feel like they did it like three times, and that was cool after the first one. Um, I, I'd rather they do that than like the thing that the in the four hour Snyder cut where we establish um, the Flash's scenes with his dad, which is like one prison scene in the beginning and one prison scene in the end, and then that's the movie. Um, James Gunn is a, just a better at handling juggling all this jam-packed shit than yeah. a Zack Snyder. Yeah, or Taika Waititi's is... good at this, too. Taika Waititi and Zack Snyder, I feel like, are the future of the genre, if they want to be. Um, they're the, I feel like they're, the, they're doing fresh shit uh, as far as people that are in, already within the the wheel, the wheel of the cog, the machine that is uh, superhero movies. Yeah. Um, I think... Um, I, yeah, I agree that the... Yeah, James Gunn. This movie just is just it's all the characters are so cohesive. Like everybody fits. It feels like they fit. No single line in this movie did I, to me, come off as like forced. Where like you'll have another ensemble cast. Like even in Avengers, every once in a while you get like a Captain America line or just a, another side hero line that just seems like, no, oh, this is them standing in front of a green screen saying a line. Like it doesn't sound natural. But everything in this is just like the the chemistry was just so well blended between all the characters um yeah i agree yeah it did yeah james gunn is i i now want to watch all his old you uh, we i mean they're on the list so whenever you want to have a james gunn night uh we can do slither and super uh i'm down to do that um um but not all right so since we're at the end is there and we've we've gone through everyone who's died and lived did you are there any other than Polka Dot Man, R.I.P., 
is there uh, like do you is there anyone you regret dying like do you think Peacemaker deserves his own show out of it? I think or Peacemaker was so good was so good that I want to see him again. I don't know if he can anchor a show by himself, but I think that um, I would want to see that character again, uh, some way somehow. Uh, yeah. As part of and like if you're not gonna do more ensemble movies that he can appear in, then and he can't really fuck with you know justice league level shit um then yeah that's the problem is dc doesn't really other than the suicide squad movies and i guess like titans and some other shitty shows they don't really mess with um this level crime in the movies like batman um yeah but now we're just well past that even the, the latter batman shit was getting wild um all right the, so yeah I was gonna say I don't think Starro. Well, Starro is a bad villain and a big villain, but it's just the fact that he was taken down by these like regular. I would like they're not they're they're super powered, but they're a lot of them are just regular Joes. Um, oh, it's not like Deadshot did anything. It's not like Deadshot, yeah. Joel Kinnaman, or Rick Flag, or Peacemaker. Any of the regular guys did anything to Starro. It was literally only Polka Dot Man, Harley Quinn. Harley Quinn, I guess. Oh, and uh, rat and rat catcher. Rat catcher. Also, there's no way there's that many rats. There, that was like <laughs> that was like oh, it reminded me of World War Z. Like, yeah, I thought the same thing. I was. I just. I just said, all right, this must be every rat on the island. Sure. Um, <clears> you know, they live underground. There's probably a ton more than you see, but the yeah, it's that's got to be every rat on that entire island. Uh, but so love yeah, the that, sequence though. I, so I think I, there was something deflating about the Starro fight. And I can't... It wasn't terrible. I liked that it. it was bright. It was so lit up. Um, mm. the, the sun was beautiful. Uh, I don't know. I liked... I liked... Uh, I liked that... I said this. I liked that they used Starro. I don't know. I think that ending sequence could have been cooler. It did Not that it had to be bigger and crazy budget, but uh, no, I feel like I, it could have been done in a cooler way. And they're just like yeah, holes... I, like with the face I, shit and like yeah, yeah. I I was just not it was not uh, it was breaking my immersion in this story a little bit which is yeah I just wish there say. was slightly more fighting with it like physical fighting with it with like a, the with the giant starro there was hardly uh, any rather... fighting at all there was hardly any fighting in the end part because it's like oh they're gonna fight the star face people and they didn't yeah. The star people just kind of wandered around aimlessly. And then there was one point where they started to fight and they did a little bit, but it was only for like a couple seconds. And then and as was... soon as Deadshot ran out of ammo, they got overwhelmed and the rats came in. Yes. Yeah. I, yeah, I didn't like that. Um, but how did you think? What did you think about Peter Capaldi's death? The, the thinker. Uh, and how, like, how I was, do you think he needed more gruesome? I feel like they didn't. He. I feel like he probably had more stuff in the movie, and he was cut down. His storyline was cut down, because it just like I didn't understand why he was even in it. Um, like I mean, I got it because it was like he was he was there because he was in charge of like the whole Star. You got to have a lead scientist. You um, might as well make your lead scientist yeah, a science-related villain. You should have had him use his big thinking brain more he didn't do like, his power he didn't use his power at once yeah I, I thought he was gonna at least control starro for a little bit like based on the trailers and stuff um but i mean I, I wish his death was just more gruesome it was just yeah we ripped off his arm and leg but then he just turned him into paste by throwing him into a window 
I was prepared for more like mutilation, I guess. All I can think about with those things in his head is like if somebody just like hit him with a hammer on his yeah. head, that he'd be dead instantly. Like uh, all I keep thinking when I look at those things, like if you ever fall, you could die. <laughs> but um, he's so smart. And when he gets thrown and he gets punched or something in one scene, and it looks like he's got blood on his head and his face, and I'm like, how did those things not get fucked up <laughs> by that? Uh, it didn't bother me. Like, didn't make me upset or anything. It's just... Yeah, I, the little things like that in a movie like this, I feel like you're just they're just. Upstairs. No, they didn't bother me. Not like, yeah, you know, no, that wasn't something I dock at dock for. And I, yeah. and obviously for Best Boys, I you know, try to look more critically, just because I still, you know, I the score is what truly reflects how I felt about it, not how much I nitpick stupid shit. It's not like Cinema Sins where you got to make up stuff to yeah, say yeah. about the movie. Um, but yeah, are we ready to score it? Oh, I'll, I mean, also let's talk about post credit scenes. The weasel comes back. Weasel. Yeah, do you think Weasel will be on the Peacemaker show? Uh, maybe. I don't know if they if they want to pay for the CG, but uh, that's true. but uh, Weasel was a fan favorite. I mean, it seems like Weasel's just, just like dera- what... Weasel's just like deranged Rocket. Yeah, <laughs> and Weasel's not that crazy. I looked up the character. The comic book character is fully lucid and can speak fully. <laughs> like it's not this this how ha- this giant just a big animal more than a a, a animal person. I love when Ric Flair is just like, he agreed to do Ric this. Flair. <laughs> Ric Flair. Ric Flair, Ric Flair. <laughs> Ric Flair. Ric Flair. He agreed to do this. <laughs> Whoa. Yeah, uh, no, his, Rick, that's what made me like Ric Flagg in this movie is right off the bat, Ric Flagg. Like, it was kind of in the vein of his Katana speech, but yeah. it was like, this, it was more like, all right, I'm over, I've been I've made, given this speech a million times about weird ass heroes. Just like, get yeah. the fuck over it. He's the weasel, okay? <laughs> Deal with it. <laughs> uh, he's not a dog. Werewolves. Yeah, I don't fuck with werewolves. He's not a werewolf. He's a weasel. <laughs> Is this a dog? Maybe he's what harmless. He well, he's not harmless. He killed 27 kids. But kids. It's... Specifically, he, he killed 27 yeah. kids. Oh, yeah, I guess that's one of those kid, murder kids jokes. Uh, Dude, there's so many kid references to like saving the kids in this movie, which I just loved because... So, because this whole, this was the movie that he got after get immediately hired on after getting hired off Guardians of the Galaxy three. Yeah. So this was written in that angst period, I would assume, um, right after getting fired. So it's oh, it's just so good. So and it it's such a good movie too. So it's like, um, and James Gunn with his rapport, Warner Brothers was just like we're hands off everything. Like James Gunn said, this is his cut. This is everything he did what he wanted to do. Um. So, yeah, so, that is good, so, uh, and it shows. It shows. Um, do you think it? Do you think it redeems? Not that it like it changes. It, it does change the context of the first Suicide Squad, and it's still bad, and it still has its. It, the vibes are completely different, but um, it's a case of the first Suicide Squad is complete studio interference, and then the second one is complete director control. And this is this is what you get. This is you know, it's like you get a cohesive. Even if it, the the other one wasn't better, like any better of a movie, I'm sure David Ayer's original vision, if he was able to have full control, would have at least been a cohesive film. Um, I don't know. It's not like da- David Ayer's movies good, before that aren't like, crazy. Like they have decent movies, but 
but Suicide Squad is just like an editing nightmare. It's just it's so all over the place. So I'm not saying it would have been a better film, but I'm sure I'm sure it, it would at least. Yeah, I think I heard somebody else say that. Um, that it might not have been a might not have been a great film, but at least would have been easier to like easier to follow. Yeah. Hopefully, God, hopefully it was edited more. I think I might have watched the director's cut though when I watched it, which is not officially the director's or not the unrated or un whatever uncut yeah, version. Yeah, it, it's bad. It's yeah, it's, bad. bad movie. Um, but all right, let's score this baby. I'm I'm gonna give it a four and a half. These are my kind of movies. This is the shit I'm into. Okay, that is crazy high. That's crazy high. That's Minari level. Minari was a five for me. Oh well, still though, you're saying that it's almost that level. I enjoyed it. That's as, like as, this is like the best movies that. ever made level. I'm not gonna. I'm not. Uh, no, I mean, but it's not. It's, it's about like as a film, you know. Oh, and I, I, I just, I don't know. I, I came away with so little to knock it for. It that I mean, I, that's fine. I'm just, I just want to make sure I test that. Yeah. Yeah. If you want, and before you put this in in stone, because uh, I'm giving it a three and a half personally. Oh wow. Yeah. A, I mean, that's a level of Kingsman. I mean, that's still a really good movie. Oh, I like. Yeah, I like this way more than Kingsman. Though. I thought this was much better done. I uh, um, I think it's like the same. I think it's I mean it's better. I, his stuff I like better, but I also mm-hmm. liked Kingsman a lot. I just thought it had flaws, and I feel the the way about this um, as yeah. well. I think I didn't spend as much time harping on it because I didn't need to explain them as much. It was easier. Okay, yeah. Um, and it doesn't mean yeah. This was a great movie. This was a really good movie. Um, but yeah, I'm giving it a a three and a half out of five. Understandable. And just like looking at the rankings, I looked at the way we scored other films on our list. Like three and a half was Dread and um, Kingsman. And I was like, yeah, this is, I think this is better than Dread for sure. Um, but I think it's, it's around the same level as Kingsman to me. But it's not as good as, as um, like First Blood, I like better than this or. Or stuff like that. And not that you can compare movies one-to-one and that's definitive of how they should be scored. But I just like thought about how I was thinking about all these other films. And uh, and I really liked it. Three and a half is a, it means I really liked it. Um, so, yeah. Because, yeah, four and a half is a, hot, is a holy place. Four and a half and up to me is a holy place. That, that um, nigh... Four and a half is like nigh perfect, and five is a perfect. Four and a half is masterpiece. Four is great. <laughs> three and a half is really good. And three and a half is a solid movie. Or three, I mean, is a solid movie. Like that's explaining my, 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 uh, the way I feel about the upper tier. But yeah, I understand yeah. that this is, this movie is Corey Bate. Like this oh, is 100%. I've like, seen it twice. And already. that's why you're going to feel that way. Is these are the kind of movies that you've all, that you like. Um, it's no, like, like it's, I know I'm biased uh, in that sense. Um, and it's done really, it's done really well. Like, so when you get one of these movies and it's actually done well, like this is better than yeah. And I could honestly, I could see a four. I would not argue with a four, and I almost gave it a four. Um, and I wavered between giving it a four and a three and a half. So it's not like I'm like a miles away from you. It's just specifically four and a half and up to me is the holy. I will call the holy place. Uh, for sure the uh yeah i saw that i've seen this twice already in the past week um and i just I, i've been thinking about it a bunch and looking up scenes still from it guy just like if a movie makes me do all that stuff and and i 
I'm so into it, then it's it's definitely above the four slot. Because um, it's very rare that I get like that into something um, where I'm actually I want to dedicate time outside of just watching the movie, watching a review. I like, feel like, uh, like I feel like it. I feel like the young me, if I was in my early twenties or in high school, that this would be one of the best movies ever to me. Like action. Yeah. Oh yeah. If movies. I was in high school, yeah, this would be my number one. Um, maybe not my number one movie ever, but this would be a, like, this would be on that level to me. Not, not saying that, you know, your taste, I think your taste is just, you know, not, not saying that your taste is immature or anything like that. This is your, I think you have a foot still in that you're connected to that more than, than I am. And I think that I need to, I, I want to, the doing this is a part of that is me getting in touch with that just as much as it's you getting in touch with something else. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, um, it feels like this was a, this would be a boom. This is a boom fest movie for sure. Uh, absolutely is. Oh, how do you, what do you think about comparing it? So we got in a discussion in the discord about right, Where do you put this in the best comic book movies ever? Where do you put this in the the best superhero movies ever? I well, comic books. Oh, I guess there are superhero movies. Any comic book adaptation would could count. I would say this. Is superheroes on the is probably of, the more specific one. I'm curious. Of. This it's like hard to compare because like with Infinity War and Endgame, the reasons I liked those so much was because it was a payoff for the 20 movies I had seen prior. And it felt so good, so it's hard to compare it to those things because like those are also other ensemble films. But like this was, I like this better than the first two Avengers. I like this better than most of the Marvel movies um, as a whole. I put this on the same level as Guardians of the Galaxy, and oh, this is the other way I knew to give it a three and a half because Guardians of the Galaxy is similar, and Thor Ragnarok I like better than this movie. Thor Ragnarok. This I would put this for me slightly above Thor Ragnarok and slightly um, below Infinity War. But but for Guardians, see, I have Day Guardians War. of the Galaxy over all those. Um, <clears throat> I think Guardians of the Galaxy is better than this. I think Guardians of the Galaxy is better than um, Infinity War and whatever we do, Thor Ragnarok. I think Ragnarok is close. So if it was me, Mar, that's my Marvel tier. So if we're including all comic book movies. I would say, or not comic book, super, just superheroes, Dark Knight and Spider-Man 2, Sam Raimi, Spider-Man 2, are Sam Raimi, Spider-Man 2, and, and, and Into the Spider-Verse. So those... Into the Spider-Verse is really good. So I would say my top two are, it was depending on when you ask me, is Spider-Man 2 or Into the Spider-Verse. And then my number three is The Dark Knight. Um, I gotcha, feel like gotcha. that's... I feel like that is... I mean, there's people that I think of waned on christopher nolan sucking christopher nolan's you know what but um i think the dark knights holds up really well um and then guardians of the galaxy is one of my favorites uh period i think that guardians of the galaxy does some of the similar things better and did it first um Mm -hmm. and the only thing that i think suicide squad this suicide squad does better is it has edginess and has edgy jokes it is gore and violence and i think that yeah, it's uh, like taking the restraints off. So it, it is, but it's also doing the same thing. And I think that there's something more special to me about Guardians. I give, I think I gave Guardians a four on my on my letterbox. So I'm not gonna pull it up right now. Um, and I think I give Thor Ragnarok a three and a half, also three and a half. But I could give that a four on depending on when you ask me too. 
It's I uh, feel like Thor Ragnarok and this are are similar to me. There, I think those three movies though all really fit well together in a vibe. And I'm not saying that because James Gunn and Taika Waititi definitely have different styles, but it's the way that they incorporate humor, um, and color. And yeah, uh, I like that they're both not afraid to make things not dark and gritty. They're, you're it, you can be vibrant when when you need to, and not everything like, everything can be not everything has to be dreary. It can be fun. Um, and I, I think for superhero movies of all time, I would put this. Is I think this has made a top five. I think this is, but it's like, like I said, it's hard to think. I, I'd have to rewatch Infinity War and Endgame just, just to see. They're not that. in my and top five. For me, just like the payoff of, of like I don't like getting all that shit going down after the build. They're in my of, top ten. Know, watching twenty movies. They're in my top I, ten. Uh, it's At hard least... to for me. Like I, it's hard to get over the payoff of that to to like something. Oh, those are amazing feet. It's an amazing feat to pull yeah, that, that off. appreciation. Even if Marvel it's... falls to shit from this point, the fact that they did that through Infinity War is legendary. And that's why it is in my top 10. There's just flawless move cuz we're talking about films. Mm. I like that can stand as a film. Um they're still great, but I think that the movies I said are better. Um, are 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 actually really great. Um, not that they're great too. You know what I mean. It's great versus great. All right. And then what about so if we're including comic book movies? I just wanted to ref say one movie in particular, and that's Sin Motherfucking City, baby. Sin City. I feel like it. It's so. It's a time capsule, and it got done by so many other movies that the style became uh, dated a little bit. Um, but I think that those movies are fire. I think I give Sin City a five. You look at my letterbox right the fuck now. That's <laughs> that is the only comic book movie I give a five to. Um, wow, yeah, Sin City is really good, and I haven't seen it in I, a really long time. I saw it a shitload when we were in high school and right at early college because it was that's a movie that you watch when you're a a boy, a teen, and early twenties boy. Um, but then I, I watched it so much I stopped. You know, never watched it. Never watched it. I went on a weird kick probably like three years ago with it where I just watched the uh, one and two back to back. And, uh, well, there's only two. Yeah, it's, right? it's, yeah, it's just two. And then the spirit is in the same shot. Style. I, you know, I know I you, you agree with me. The spirit style wise is so fucking underrated. Oh, uh, yeah. It's such a great movie. I love the, the, the campiness is so amazing in it. Uh, I think it is. I want to watch that. Uh, we, we we can't do it for the podcast because uh, it's not good enough. But I think it'd be worthy of an extra or just you know talking about it. Um, yeah. As as why it's underrated, I would even edit a little more. We could turn like essay it or something. I would love to talk about that movie because I think it is. I think it gets swept under the rug because it's not as good as Sin City. In in it looks like Sin City. It's not Sin City, but it looks like Sin City, and I think like people can't get over that. But it is just a simple noir. Silly noir campy story that is harkens back to co- old comic strips, and I get I I don't know I haven't seen it in a while, so it could be worse than I remembered. But I remember really enjoying it, the style in the theater. Yeah, I I I really liked it, and Sam Jackson's in it, and he's great. And uh, the guy who plays the spirit is just his delivery is de- it kind of reminds me of just like the um. Like every line he's saying is sounds like it's a Clint Eastwood one-liner, like the way he delivers it. Um, but all right, all right, let's listen. Spirit cast. What we should but, do, Spirit, if you want to talk about it. But um, 
But all right. You got anything else you want to say about the? Do you have any other suggestions? Um, no, I'm I'm pretty cool. On you satisfied this? You satisfied mm-hmm. with this? Uh, all right, cool. Glad to hear it. All right, let's move on to the next next movie movie. I feel like this. I feel like this next one is gonna. If it's not divisive, it'll at least hi- highlight our difference. Our differences here. Zola. 2021. So if you're not familiar with this, it is based off of a Twitter thread uh, from a few years ago. Um, I don't have the year in front of me. I'll probably look it up. And it it is a movie adaptation of that story. Uh, It stars Riley Keough. And... Taylor Page. Taylor Page. It was there. Yeah, it is, and uh, directed by Janica Bravo. Um, so Riley Keough is in so many A twenty four movies. This is an A twenty four movie also, and Riley Keough is in like a million of them. She's in American Honey. Uh, she's in uh, um, It Comes at Night. Um, she's in Silver. I think she's in Beyond the Silver Lake. She's in this. Obviously, I think she's in more. I, I, in my A24 binge, which I've not yet finished, but we, this podcast has actually helped me get a few entries on the last couple of weeks. Um, she's like the, yeah, I, I feel like her character is a lot. So both of these characters are significantly older than the characters in the Twitter story. Um, yeah. I looked at the picture of them and I'm like, wow, these are like 19 year olds, uh, 18 and 19 year olds. Um, so, so what'd you think? Let's, let's talk. I, I don't know. This was, the movie was very graphic and I, which I figured it would be, but it was not in the way you, it was a subversively graphic in my opinion. Yeah. Which I, I, I like, appreciated that. I appreciated of it. Um, but also it was just unexpected. And I, I, I guess the the one sentence summary of my thoughts on this was uh, it, it's it's been a while since a ninety minute movie felt long. Really? Uh, yeah. It's not even it's like sub ninety minutes. Yeah, it's like an hour twenty five. Um, I didn't think this felt long, long at all. It felt short. It just uh, I read the story right before, so I think I was like looking for the changes a lot, and I wish I didn't do that. Mm-hmm. Um. But I still I enjoyed it a lot, and it's ba- it's like broken down in these three sections, like the journey down, and then um, when shit they goes crazy, and then it just keeps getting crazier and crazier. This movie reminded me a lot of Harmony Korine's Spring Breakers. Um, there, there's a but all the, which also takes place in Florida, um, mm. and because uh, it's just like a little bit aimless. There's more less of a narrative. It's just like weird girls. In bikinis, like hot girls in bikinis doing crime, like Rob, like Robin Banks and on the run and stuff. Um, and it has a very the way it uses color and stuff is very similar. I love like the artsy, introspective, like opening. Like they're staring mm-hmm. at the, like the they're staring at the mirror and they're the makeup. It's after they do their makeup and it makes it seem like they're really good friends or whatever. And like this is a special story. It's very it's this is like a very it's a trashy 
this, this Twitter thread is very popular. It was viral on like a with, on a very basic level, you know, like with a lot of regular people because it was ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not like this is some niche we you know, niche uh, light you know, novel or something like that. Um, but they convey it in this artsy way, and it's such as is a juxtaposition on the on the tr- on the ratchetness or the trashiness. And I think it's really cool. Um, the main character Zola is very intelligent, um, and and she knows how to navigate these worlds and knows you know, as soon as something's about to turn left for her, she no, she immediately is like no fucking way. I'm not going to be manipul- manipulated into this. Um, a lot of the stories about sex trafficking, um, and and the dangers and how you can get dragged in to sex, the life of sex trafficking because you know it seems like it's going to be fun and partying and it starts with stripping and and then you can easily get you know turned into to tricking from there. Uh, the cast, other than uh, those two. Um, I don't have the Nicholas Braun is my boy cousin Greg from Succession. I told you about Succession, right? Mm-hmm. And I told you about have I told you about cousin Greg? How he's uh, hilarious. I don't, I don't he, think so. That Nicholas Braun, the character, but the actor plays Derek, is cousin Greg on Succession, and he is hilarious, dude. Hilarious. And when you if you ever watch that movie, you, you or ever watch that show, you will understand someday what I mean. <laughs> Um. Yeah, he was. Uh, I thought the cast was great. Uh, like, I thought they all like the acting was terrific. Um, and uh, the the Nicholas Braun guy is just he plays such a like a, a dumb guy so well. Yeah, he uh, plays and, a dumb. He's very naive and dumb in Succession. Yeah, and uh, but yeah, this just it the middle probably actually probably like from from forty minutes to. I guess the last 40 minutes of the movie, I just like, I feel like things just kind of slowed down just because I, for for the, the wild shit that was happening, I guess I was expecting it to be kind of like shot a little crazier or edited a little quicker or whatever, but it was very, it's very long takes. They're like long, like not long takes, but like it slows down to these moments where it's just holding on the car ride for like 10 seconds straight or 20, like 15 seconds straight or it's holding it's, on. This, it's which made I, like an indie. It's a, it's made like yeah, a which, already, already indie which, movie. I enjoy like the the cinematography of this I absolutely love. Um like so it's not a knock on that and I do love those like choices with it but it just felt like tonally it threw off the insanity of what was happening. Um I think I mean it was I think it was trying to portray it in this like it's it's supposed to be like dreamlike. It's just like this is surreal. This is um I can't believe this yeah. is happening. And it's weird that it's not like a nightmare. It's not being presented like a nightmare. Um, another big, I think, reason for a lot of the presentation is the aesthetic choice of '70s black exploitation uh, films. Uh, mm-hmm. the, the film grain. Uh, it's a lot. Yeah, I really liked it. The the film grain and the 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 shot composition. I think that's also a choice for some of the way that the inside the hotel rooms are shot. Um, there's a lot of fe- There's female gaze in this movie, and it is a, just an interesting. Because it's a movie about strippers and sex work, and you think there'd be a lot of bo- a lot of boobies, um, and the m- most nudity is male. Um, I don't, we don't see any breasts bare in this movie. I'm pretty sure, unless I am forgetting. No, I, no, we see you know, no, we see the- multiple penises, but no bare breasts in this movie. Um, yeah, I was texting Kylie about it uh, earlier. She was asking me. Um, 
because she ended up not watching it with me because she said it didn't look like her kind of movie. So I watched it last night and uh, texted her this morning about it, and she was like shocked that there was no female nudity. Yeah, it's it's not it's not tra- it's not trash. The movie is not trashy for how much the subject matter is, and mm. I really liked that. Um. And it's short. It's such an it was such an easy watch because it was short for me. Um, it's the beginning and the ends were the were the easiest parts. Of course, the middle mm-hmm. was lull, but it just there was just a short section where they were kind of trying to figure out where we go from here. Um, the pimp played by um, Coleman Domingo, who I saw in um, in Ma Rainey's Black Bottom with Viola Davis, and it was Chadwick Boseman's last performance, and he was he had a very good performance. He was like the leader of the band. Um, in that, and he, and I, so I like pointed him out immediately. He was really good. Um, I didn't expect him to play him playing. I it was wild t- seeing him play more pimp, like a pimp gangster kind of type. He's also foreign, so he's like trying to mask. Uh, not oh, the actor, I love the character. The yeah, the character is trying to mask his accent. I thought that was really cool. That's a part of the yeah. story, apparently. Um, my issues with it were more so. Um, there were things that they omitted. I couldn't get over some of the things they omitted from the story that were even crazier. Um, though there were, are I don't know if they were trying to portray it more truthful because apparently there are some embellishments, um, in the story. Um, so I wasn't sure if they were trying to like take those out, um, or or whatever have you. There was this. There, and I'm not gonna like go break down the differences because it's more about the film itself. Um, but I definitely wish I didn't read the story beforehand. I think I would have enjoyed it even more if I wasn't thinking about, oh, they didn't do this. Oh, they did this instead. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I don't. This isn't the craziest movie ever. It isn't like uh, it's not the it's not the best movie ever uh, or anything like that. I think just because it was an it's an it's short. It's not a huge commitment. Um, and this is a wild ass story to see play mm-hmm. out. And just because it's not like. you're right this isn't edited or it isn't paced frenetically as it as this the twitter reads um it seems very wild and fast where this Mm. is wild but it's slow and it's like we're having a chance to like ruminate on what's happening and the how wild and intense this is but it's so you can't because that's the thing in, in the twitter thread from zola's perspective um, she doesn't seem like she feels threatened. A l- she has points where she does, but it seems like she's very confident, but she's like an observer. Like she's just mm-hmm. here observing and she will get involved when she chooses to get involved, but she's not going to yeah. do anything past that. Yeah. I was shocked that it was a lot of, a lot of her is just her sitting in silence and, uh, and watching these I, crazy fucking people. Yeah. Um, which I, I was waiting more for just like her, like to lose it or more reaction to things rather than being subdued. Um, but the, I mean, I like the movie a lot. Like I, I, there's, I didn't, I don't dislike it, but it's, uh, I just, I guess was hoping it would be a little more hype. If that makes sense. Oh, well, I mean, it just was, so it didn't, it wasn't what you expected. Yeah. So that kind of um, messed with that mess with how you viewed it. I wonder if you'd like it better the second time. I'm not saying you should watch. You have to watch it a second time, but because you know what it is now, in and and it's a low commitment. And if you would be more um, 
interested in what's going on. I'm not, I don't have this dire need to see it again. I want Riss to see it, so I might watch it again with her. Because uh, I think she actually would enjoy it. I'm interested in her takes on the the female gay, the use of the female gaze instead. Mm. Um, and I we got to talk about two specific scenes. Well, first we'll talk about the main female gaze thing is with the uh, the penis lineup. So the Riley Keo's character um, starts tricking uh, after they don't make a lot of money at the strip club and they like uh, there's this like montage of johns that come in to sleep with her and you see what they look like and they look like average you know regular guys and and then we get to see their penises one right after another um not flaccid penises and some of them most of them are small or just they're not hard um and then one of them was like looked like elephantitis penis yeah that that one that was it didn't look like a regular big dick it looked like a something was wrong with it but they like ding 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 like it. it was like a hard on it like they oh my god that was the other thing i kind of i'm not gonna lie was annoyed by this because i hate the oh, twitter the, the twitter the noise could not stand it in the beginning it slows down after the it like, does first half it does hour, in the, the beginning opening, it's constant oh so yeah i did not like that at I all i think it, it would have been like, better if it was like in beat with the score more cuz so i t- took that as so i'm sorry go ahead Oh, I, I, it's just trying to illustrate how mu- much social me- like media and, and texting and this is a part of their lives and it's a and in the 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 story isn't from a Twitter thread so like I get I like the choice it's just that I think it's overbearing. Yeah, I like I took it as uh what I took it as was every time the Twitter you heard the Twitter noise it was her saying one of like the Twitter like things out loud. Um, oh, like, did like, you, it, I it being written into the movie? Um, no, I so didn't like think that, I, no, I thought it was just her getting tweets and like and like tweeting. Because um, because a lot of times it just happens. Sometimes when it was just dings. Like, walk, like standing and does not do. Well, like she she might have got something. Somebody added her or DM'd her on Twitter. Um, and it, it also does the dings, like the iPhone dings. Yeah, are also part of it. Um, I appreciate in this movie though that every single text conversation they just say aloud. I don't know if I liked. Phone. I don't think I like that. And I understand. I, I think the, that's better than just reading text. I hate when you just have shots of phones or just like the superimposed text going. Cause it, cause you, as a person, you'll make up the tone of the text in your, in your head rather than it may not be conveyed in the way that the actor saying it would be conveyed. And that's like having them say it, you, you get more of the vibe of like how the actual motion behind conversations going. Um, uh, so, like I enjoyed it. No, uh, I, I think I don't. Uh, that's my one gripe about the movie is I wasn't sure how I felt about Riley Keough's performance. Um, not caring that she's older, that they're older than the characters, but I felt like it was really cringe. And I guess it was trying to be over the top because it's like mm. um, affected white girl, you know, voice. And yeah. it's supposed to be really grating and over the top, but it made the first half of the movie for me. That's what made it a slog. It wasn't the runtime. It was having to hear that voice oh, forever. Um, and I honestly th- would have liked, yeah. have you seen the Florida project? I have not. Okay. Well, there's a character in that who's from Florida and is very trashy in a similar way, but her and her, and she has an accent, but it's just not this affected. It is not this over the top, and then there is an over the topness to to some of this movie. It's, it's you know what her voice is identical to. She sounds exactly like Bad Baby. I think that's got to be what she 
modeled this performance after. Like, this is the Cash Me Outside voice. Yeah, no, you're right. I didn't think about that. It has to be what she modeled her performance after. Like, white white girl affected voice. This is what the current white girl affected voice sounds like. Um, Um, Well, yeah, it's good. Good one, Core. But, I mean, it was cool. I also felt like the ending, it just kind of ended, like, anticlimactically. Uh, like after like the the like the dude gets shot in the hotel room at the end, I thought you know I'm guessing like what are the police gonna come or whatever. But no, they just go and have bacon at the dude's house and and then Derek fucking like uh, I I not I feel bad for saying this, but hilariously tries to kill him. And um, that's what happens in the in the in the story. But I, he gets caught on his shirt. He doesn't fall. I don't think there's something. Something happens that he doesn't get fucked up that bad. Um. But uh, but yeah, then they're just in the car and it just kind of ends. Like they throw the guns out the window and. I heard so. somebody I think say this on something something I watched afterwards, but they said that it felt like this movie could have ended at like any point, like mm-hmm. it, like so in the story it ends with them getting on the plane. They make it back home and her boyfriend's like, "Yo, what the fuck happened to you? Why are you with this white boy?" And she just says something like, oh, "I'll explain later," and that's how it, the story ends. Mm-hmm. Um, so I thought they were going to go that whole way to the ending, but they decided to cut it on the way to the airport. I don't know how you're going to explain, no, how Nicholas Braun's skulls like cracked open, but yeah. uh, Derek's skulls cracked open. Um, I really liked the performance of the, fr- the guy who befriends, uh, Derek, uh, the, like the dr- the other pimp, the, the, the Florida pimp, the, the one, you know yeah. what I'm talking about? He was yeah. hilarious. He was so funny to me because he played it so slick. And then when it was time to to do the bad stuff, he, he just like had so much charisma. I don't know. I like that guy's performance. Yeah, he was cool. The uh, I I was I was <clears throat> I uh, he made I he made him. He was like too likable in the beginning when he's like hanging out with Derek, and so that he knew something was yeah. up. Yeah, I was like, man, why you were so cool earlier? <laughs> like, why couldn't you just stay cool? <laughs> But, well, the, but uh, all right. Um, yeah. All right. I, I think I'm such a short movie. That's like, like I, I don't know. It feels like not like not a lot happened, but a lot did. A lot like, the happened. Way it's, but yeah, it stretched out the way it stretched it. Like, if, I don't know the way they 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 cut it and stretched it out. It it made it feel like, for me at least, that it just it made it feel like a lot of shit didn't go down. But even though in real life over that time frame, yeah, it would uh, you know a ton of shit has gone down. It didn't make it feel as rap. You're right. Like it doesn't make it feel as rapid as hearing all these wild things in succession in different tweets. This like made each of those tweets like a a chapter. You know, like mm. this was like a not each, but you know what I mean. Like it's yeah. I, yeah. I don't think it. And like I don't want to use the word stretched out because I don't feel like this movie was like unnecessarily like uh, extended for time. Um, I just, I think it was a style, the style choice, um, and the dream thing, the surreal thing, um, and everything feeling like, cause it's almost like a Lynch thing where everything just takes longer than it would. And it makes it feel a little uncanny. It makes it feel a little weird off. Like mm-hmm. it's moving slower than the lines are coming slower than they, than you think that they would. Um, I wanted to talk about one specific scene. This is how I knew that I love that. I loved this. Um, was towards the end there is a sequence of a man being beaten by police um yeah and it goes on for a long time 
And it's just in this, it's in like the background and we're getting a shot of the road and we're driving past a pulled over man and we just hear what they're saying. And I was like, what, why is this in this movie? Like, I, I was like, I'm all for this shit. You know, I'm all for this. Mm. I support this commentary, but like, where is this going? Why is, is this trying to relate to the racial relations, the privilege of, um, of, uh, what's her name? Jessica. I think Jessica is her name in the real story. I can't remember her name in the movie. Is it because Stephanie. of the you know, the the white girl, um, Stephanie? About Stephanie. Stephanie. Yeah. Is it because of the relation, the racial, the racial relations and privileges, and the way that they're dealing with these situations? And I'm like, and I was stretching to that, but I didn't really know why this was happening. And then it it we they pull up to the hotel that the final the, one of the, the last big scenes going to happen at, and. Um, you still can hear the man screaming and they look like they're like a mile away from where that's happening and you can still yeah. hear it. And they walk inside and they walk, there's like a, a little you know, restaurant bar in, in the hotel and they, in it, there's a shot just like through a door, like spying on them is a shot of two white people performing and they're performing like Jamaican music. They have like tropical clothes on and there's a steel yeah. drum and they're like doing reggae or something. And it's like white people do, like doing black people stuff. And then there's a black person, actual black person outside getting beat the fuck up by police for just living. You know, um, I really liked that. I didn't like it and I didn't understand why. Like I felt like this is so heavy handed. And mm. then it's just the subtle shot of the white people playing the steel drum and holding on it for like 10 seconds and i was like okay i get this and i love this this is like pow this is powerful now like to me yeah um, i didn't think about the the relationship between the two that's yeah that's interesting because it's almost random it feels like why why yeah. is this here and then when you see then i put it together like this is fucking genius i went from this is makes no sense to this is genius uh, once I finally put it together, um, and then the final scene plays out, um, like the the climax scene, and then the movie kind of wrap, wraps up with a one more scene after that. So this, All right, did this dude get arrested after for yes. shooting that? Man? Um, so I guess I've read that he was. They were caught in Las Vegas. Um, they they trapped all the way to Las Vegas, and got arrested there. And he was arrested in connection with twenty other murders. And oh, wow. um, and for sex trafficking, um, and it, yeah, so we went to prison. All right, I think we're going over time a little bit, so we should probably give our scores. Uh, all right. Well, I'm gonna go right ahead. This is gonna be a three. Wow, wow. I think some plenty of people gave it a three online. I don't think I'm. You know, that's not worth arguing with you. I gave it a three and a half. I gave both movies three and a half. That's wow. my hot take. That's my hot take. Liked them both. Both three and a halfs. Um, yeah, I like this movie. It just I I feel like it could have it could have kept the style that it had, but making it a little bit more uh, frenetic. I guess. As you I I think yeah, I think you want a different movie out of it. You want an action. You want a more typical action drama. Not, not thriller. So you want to know? You want like a drama That's thriller black comedy. Yeah. And it's just not, it's not that. It's like more, uh, it takes yeah, its like time. The same movie, just cut a little faster. Just having a little bit yeah, more. Yeah, more mainstream. <laughs> that doesn't mean more mainstream necessarily. Just like, uh, like yeah, I mean, it, a little bit. Um, 
Because not everything that's cut fast is mainstream. Let me look at uh, the Safdie brothers. That's not mainstream. That's indie. That's what I'm saying, but that's stuff that's cut fast. And gives yeah, you yeah, but that's like that's the intention. They're trying to make it for Manetic. This is. I think you just wanted you want a Safdie brothers movie out of this, and it's just not that. That's what I'm saying. It's like your expectations has changed. Not that yeah, but like not that extreme though. Like maybe like ten. I I think if your you your expectations weren't for that kind of movie, that I think you would have enjoyed this more. Per, but I can't. You know, I can't know. Do you, do you disagree with that? Um, I don't know. I yeah, I don't know. I feel like I'd still just want it to just just be slightly faster paced. But that's it. That's my only real critique of it. But um, but it's I think enough that I, I think it's fine. That it just felt a little slow, um, but yeah, I mean, they, the casting's great. I love the cinematography. Um, I watched it in Dolby Vision, and like the grain, like looks really good. It doesn't make it like mushy or anything. It just makes it so textured, um, with all the, like the subdued color and everything that it has. Really big fan of that. But all right, yeah. um, well, just to let you know how I how how I ranked everything. I put um, Suicide Squad right below Kingsman, and I might put it above it now that we've you've made me want to. I put it so then if I do that, it's below Pig. Um and Zola. Oh, I gave Zola a three. It says here, but may I think I might give it a three and a half also. I think I what. I think I fucked myself because I didn't write it down. I think I initially gave it a three, and now after talking with you about it, I gave it a three and a half. Sometimes, I don't know. I don't know. Now I feel like I'm betrayed myself. <laughs> I think if it, uh, I don't know. I think I liked it more than Dread. Now we're thinking about it, so I'm giving it a three and a half. I like this more than Dread. Well, you gave Dread a three and a half. Didn't you? The, I like the like I like the cinematography and the style of it more than Dread. I should say. I think it's a, just uh, a better film, but I think Dread is a cool film. Like, yeah. That and like that's what, I think you w- have a heavier weight for cool than me, and that's okay. That's I think that's the that's I like that. That's the difference between us. Um. And uh, and Kingsman, Suicide Squad, they're all cool also. Um, but I think Zola is a is a well made film. So I don't know. I think it's in that mix, though. They're all around each other. Heat, and I, same with Pig. I could, you could argue Pig below. I have Heat though above Suicide Squad. I would not put Heat above Suicide Squad. <laughs> I know you would not. <laughs> that, that's just talk about slow. That's just too slow for me. Ugh. Um, I mean it's it's cool for what it is. Like it's it's really fucking cool for what it is. It's too long. Yeah, no, uh, I, I I'm fine with all, all that, but all right. So let's figure out what we want to do next week because I don't think I think we didn't talk about it, did we? Mm, no, I think not you, really. I was trying to get you, get you to lock we down had talked something. About, well, we had talked about Inland Empire, or like a no, we did not three. talk about doing that. You asked about that movie, and I said it's four you hours. No, well, no, before that, you said you'd be down with the Lynch film. We do say we do need to watch more of them. Um, oh, I didn't mean next, but yeah, if, I mean if that's what if you uh, want to. What are you What are you feeling? Um, I don't know what I don't remember what we had discussed. I guess we'll just have to figure it out then. If we can't do if we don't have it ready right now. 
Um, because you were talking about doing Dune, so I thought you meant around when Dune comes out, we do Lynch stuff. Uh, like we do oh, Dune okay, and a, we do Dune and a Lynch movie, and then the next week you do the new Dune or something. Um, gotcha, gotcha. That's what I thought. Um, I have this transcript up here. Um, but did you watch Space Jam? Um, no, I ended up not getting time. Oh, oh, we did. It's it was a capitalist fever dream. Actually, it was pretty entertaining, but it's bad, <laughs> really bad movie, but entertaining. I thought you said you wanted to see Killing of the Sacred Deer. That's what you said. Oh yes, that's right. Yeah, that one. I, I wanted curious. to see because I, like I, I I wanted to see another round with Mads Mikkelsen, and I also brought up First Cow and Saint Maud. But I don't want to do too many A twenty four movies. I feel like we've been on a really hot A twenty four streak. Um, um, well, there's not a lot. There's just not a lot of like movies out right now that I'd want to see. Like old, maybe, but it doesn't sound like it's good. Um, Alex Wolf is in it. Yeah, old would be the only other one I'd be interested in seeing. It's new. Um, if we do, uh, I'll I don't. But I, I feel like old's already irrelevant, anyways. Let's do something yeah. old. Let's go to the list. We must consult the list. Let's do Barry Lyndon. Oh, because weren't we? But I don't think you can. Your hand can handle a three-hour dog right now. Oh, I also want to do Pink Flamingos. I've been really wanting to do Pink Flamingos. Or I'd be down to do Harmony Corinne if, uh, since we just oh, talked. Oh, I've about never him. seen any. Yeah, I've never seen anything from him. Let's do Gummo or Kids, but uh, someone just re- referenced Kids. Uh... Oh, Kid. I was watching the X Games uh, for this year, and one of the announcers referenced um, for some reason. I'm just like, I because I don't even know what the movie's about, other than you. Let's you do. Described it to me. A while it's ago. all right. Let's do Gummo. And yeah, we can do Gummo and Kids, or if you want to do Gummo, yeah, let's do Gummo and Kids. I feel like they can go. They go together well. And it's not a twenty-four. All right, there we go. You got it. There's your assignments, everybody out there. Um, make sure you watch those films. Uh, are you going to be able to do it next week? Uh, so I work Friday and Monday, so I'll just be in L.A. on uh, Saturday and Sunday, but I'm off both those days. All right, so we can stream at normal time, potentially. Yeah, if you want to do Saturday again. All right, all right, all right. As long, yeah, as long as you aren't too busy yet. Uh, we've been talking about bumping down to every other week. Um, I'm also in talks, and I'll mention this now on the cast. I've been talking to a friend of mine, Claire, about doing a sister podcast to this one called The Best Girl Podcast, an anime podcast. Because, um, you know, best boy and best girl is like a thing in anime, like, like your favorite girl in the show you call your best girl. Um, so yeah, and you're welcome to join us on that, um, as well. Um, this is probably the first I've remembered to tell you about it. Um, and it's supposed to be a once a month thing to supplement what we're doing. And I figure if we ever move to every other week, that at least there'll be one week of the month that we can plug in with that. Mm-hmm. Um, cool. and you're welcome to join us on that. And I figure if we do anime on movies on this, that Claire could join us if she wants. Yeah, that'd be fun. Uh huh. The, the, we're building a podcast network here. 
I like to thank everybody watching today. We got a lot of follows and subs thanks to Bodak at the beginning um, and new friends in the Discord. The Discord is growing. The Village in the Wired um, link is in the chat. Um, I'll, put, I'll try to remember to start putting it in the YouTube video in the pocket, the video descriptions. We are actually getting listeners. I've been meaning to show you the numbers, but uh, not like a lot, but we get listeners on every episode. So um, nice. it's cool. So it's good to keep doing this and um, I'm having a lot of fun with it and I think it's going well. I don't know if we've passed, have we surpassed Pit Bros podcast yet? Uh, I think we made up to 16 on that one. Oh, so not quite yet. Yeah, I want um, like I feel like uh really stick with it. You know, that'll be a milestone. Mm-hmm. To surpass. Um but all right, do you have anything else you want to say? Um no. Uh not on my falling. end, but Well, make sure I'll that probably have some work news next week, but make sure you follow us. Um follow me Sob Thomas on Twitch, uh Twitter and all the things. Uh, make sure you follow Best Boys on Facebook uh, and on all the li- streaming services and YouTube. That's the big one um, if you uh, want to watch recordings of the video podcast. And uh, make sure, yeah, like and do all those things. Reviews, do all those things. You support us. And, uh, yeah, thank you all. And have a good one. See you later. <laughs>